This is Dialogue, a podcast series from American Mosaic. Just driving around the country, talking to people about roots, family, community, jobs, kids, whatever is on their mind today. This episode is uh, part of my trip in the Midwest. I'm in uh, Kansas, uh, in uh, Furley, Kansas, which is a very small uh, community, uh, with uh, basically uh, two streets and uh, a church and a grain elevator. And in the church, uh, there's an artist, uh, Todd Matson who is a highly regarded, well-known artist, uh, painter, who has his studio there in Furley. And I had a conversation with Todd. It was an interesting conversation, and it's always interesting to me. Uh, When I talk to artists, uh, they have uh, certainly a a view of the world, uh, a perspective um, that they share with the rest of us. And uh, they add a lot of value, I think, to uh, society today and who we are as a people. And so it's always interesting to have a conversation. And uh, Furley uh, was kind of an interesting place. It is basically uh, rural Kansas, uh, kind of seemingly in the middle of uh, nowhere. Tell me a little bit about, uh, I liked what I was just hearing when you were um, you were talking a little bit about uh, Sort of how you got started here, and uh, uh, how you came about uh, how you came about to this building. And, uh, oh, I can start way back. Uh, kind of tell you my my. I, I guess how I got started painting was, uh, you know, I was just it, it. It's a gift. It's a talent. Some there were other kids in elementary school that could draw as well as I did, and we, you know, we draw ships or monsters or whatever it was fun to little to, to kids. And even up through junior high and high school art classes, they were they were as good as I was, but they just got interested in other things, and I just never got over it. And um, uh, but there, uh, it was it was starving artist or dead before you're famous. Those those were the two cliches that I you know, what when I was deciding. Uh, when I was being told you got to get an education and all three of my brothers you know finished college got good jobs and make make a good living and uh, I was going to WSU and uh, just I never declared a major and uh, but I was all I took some art classes every semester and then uh, when I was 21 a friend of mine uh, asked me down to uh, come to come to a, uh, an opening of an artist from Denver who was 29 years old, and uh, it was his dad's gallery. And I uh, went in and saw this guy's work. His name was John Insanius, and uh, 29 years old. And I thought, darn, if he if he can make it, maybe I could. Uh, I got a, I quit quit WSU, got a third shift job. So that I had every day off and uh, started painting every day and uh, got into that gallery. They took me on 
and another gallery down in Taos, New Mexico, and uh, uh, and then in 1992, I I was getting old enough to where I couldn't do manual labor any anymore. I could, or I saw the end of manual labor coming, and uh, uh, made the jump, and uh, just about starved, and. Uh, and in fact, what, I haven't had a day job in 25 years, but it's still gritting my teeth and biting my nails. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a great, it, it, I've just, I've had a great time. It ha- hasn't been fun all the time, but it's, it's been a blast. And, uh, but, um, great. How about, um, give me a little bit, how did you end up? Uh, tell me, Shirley in the church in the studio in this amazing place. Oh, um, I had I had been driving around for six years out out west in the in the mountain states, living in my mini, minivan and just painting, doing a van load of paintings, and I'd drop them off at galleries, or I'd come back here for Mother's Day or or Thanksgiving or Christmas, and uh, I'd been out for six years. My youngest daughter was, and her husband were going to have a baby, their first baby, and I didn't want to be a stranger. And I was wondering how long do I want to live like this? And uh, uh, and I got a call from a glassblower friend of mine who had who was interested in this place. And after he got to looking at it, he thought he it, it was too much for him. And uh, he liked where he was, and uh, uh, church gave me a ring, and uh, I came back. It was uh, I was I was on my way back here uh, to spend Thanksgiving with my family, and uh, I came over, took a look at it, and it was solid and square, and uh, they took what I offered them, and. Uh, uh, it's just a great. It's just a great space. I'd always dreamed about if I were going to build somewhere. I didn't want a place that was just chopped up into little rooms. I wanted one, just one big room, and and one big room downstairs. And lo and behold, that's where I ended up. Uh, um, and I'm just ten miles from my folks and and two of my kids. And uh, and 10 miles south, I can have any, any, you know, I can get into anything I want to. Um, I love it out here at night. It's, it's, if the wind's not blowing, there's nothing but crickets or, uh, or coyotes. And uh, in some nights it's so quiet. If, the, if there's no breeze at all, the pop machine across the street, which is that, that's our convenience store. Uh, that's, um, uh, it, you can hear it humming and it's an annoyance, you know, for, uh, I, I don't know. I just love it out here. Great. Um, Tell me, um, uh, so, uh, how many, tell me about Furley a little uh, bit. Like how many people in, just give me a little Furley back I there. think there's, I, I think there's maybe 20 houses. I think 12 of them are inhabited. Uh, 
It's on the, the old Rock Island line that, that comes, from, comes out from Wichita. And uh, the, the co-op still operates. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Back at one time, there was a two-room school next door. Uh, there was a restaurant down by Greenwich Road out here. There was a bank. And if you, uh, if you go down one, the, there's only two streets in town, but if you go down the next block south across the street south from the, uh, from the co-op, the bank vault, the bank is gone, but the vault is still sitting out in the yard. And uh, uh, my dad grew up in Kichai, just down the tracks, uh, seven or eight miles. And uh, his dad, Farmed the homesteaded 80 uh, or the 160 acre quarter section that he got, and uh, uh, but he also when in, when Kichai got electricity, they built a house in Kichai, a couple of miles, a couple of miles away in town, and uh, he had his machine shop next door to the next door to the house down there. But if he needed parts, and if it was too much trouble to go to Wichita, they came up to the parts house here in Furley. So and Furley had a uh, post office, grocery store, a restaurant. It was more of a town back at one time than it is today. So where do people go for... Uh, okay, so where do you go for... Uh, a, coffee. Uh, coffee. Any gro buying groceries. It's... it's uh, there's nothing here in town but the, the pop machine across the street or the other pop machine down by the co-op. Uh, you can buy eggs <laughs> in town, uh, but it's mostly, it's, it's 12, just 12 minutes south to, uh, to the grocery stores. And uh, I don't know, uh, there's great people that live out here. I, uh, one of my... What a couple of my best friends live out in this area that that I met. Um, they just stopped to see what I was doing when I was painting alongside the road. I met this one guy 25 years ago. Uh, he stopped to look at look at what I was doing. I, I his girlfriend's brother had broken down by the side of the road and I was on my way back home. I had a nice painting. I was feeling good and his car was overheating. I stopped to help him, drove him back in, drove him into town, got a gallon of antifreeze and a, and a, and a hose that needed to be replaced and I fixed it for him there at the side of the road. And uh, a couple of days later, this guy stopped when I was painting a picture and asked me if I'd helped, helped this guy, and uh, I said, yeah, and he said, well, that was kind of his brother-in-law, and we've been friends for 20, 25 years, uh, and it happens, he happens to be a glass blower. Um, another guy that I've become r really good friends with is... Uh, uh, just across the section west here, uh, he stopped to see what I was doing uh, 20 years ago, and then uh, 
about 10 years ago, I got into this horse kick of going out and painting the BLM Mustangs out on these ranches in the Flint Hills. And then rather than do that commute every day, I, uh, there were some farm ponies that were on an 80-acre patch west of here. And uh, they were Patterson horses, but they were uh, on Clay Dewar's pasture. So, uh, so I would paint those horses. And in the evening, uh, they thought it, when a vehicle stopped, it was cl- they thought it was Clay or somebody to give them grain along the fence. So uh, they would just come out and stand there and pose for me for an hour you know, or two hours before the sun went down, before Clay came out and and fed them. And so I did a bunch of... That's that's how I got to meet Clay, just painting across the section west here. And... Uh, Tell uh, me a little bit about the, the painting behind you there. Uh, all this... Uh, I have always painted on location. And uh, one of the reasons that I was interested in... in in getting a studio, because I've always just painted out of the back of my van, but my average painting was only, uh, you know, 16 by 20. You know, I did a few few bigger ones if, if there wasn't any wind and, and I knew where the sun was going to move and you know, all the conditions had to be right. But most my average painting was about a 16 by 20. And uh, I knew that if, what, there are some... Bigger paintings, you know, smaller paintings. I like smaller paintings that you can put your nose right into and see how they're done. But uh, there's there there's an impact of doing bigger things that you just can't get with a smaller picture. So, and, and then there's the financial end end of it too. Uh, you know, I, I I've got to buy food, and uh, so. Um, so I needed. Uh, I knew that if I had a studio, I could do some bigger things, uh, and you know, just control my work where where time wasn't a limit. I could, you know, I could work on some things, bigger things, and take 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 days rather than just hours to get them done. Where's the, uh, where's the market? So where, where do you market here? Uh, Taos, and it's amazing. Stuff that I just do right around here, people buy in Taos, New Mexico. One of the prettiest places in the country, but there's people from all over the world, and since this is flyover country, I think people somehow think it's exotic out here. Um, But things just done within 10 miles of here, or 15 miles of here, uh, have ended up from one end of the, from New York City to, I've got paintings in Seattle and Los Angeles and, and a few in Europe, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's Taos or Omaha, Wichita, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, although that gallery closed, uh, Topeka, right now I'm just in four galleries and then I have an open house here once a year, but uh this thing here, uh, I had gone north of here, I don't know, 13 or 14 miles, and I had done a series of, of paintings on this on this quarter mile stretch, just just different paintings and uh, different times of day, and and this is sort of an amalgamation of of, of uh, 
those, those sketches. It may not be exactly what's there if you drive up there, but I, I, it is the spirit of the place. Um, Great. How about, um, just uh, kind of curious, because uh, part of the, the conversations that I'm going to be having, I'm, just, I'm kind of interested in how people think about kind of what's going on uh, today in the country. And I guess that would all depend by location, location. And uh, you go one place and people aren't really paying much attention to much of it, you know. It's kind of, hey, life is just going on. And then other people are getting all excited about stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, um, oh. Or maybe that's a no comment. You know, this is, this is Kansas. And uh, I'm a product of my environment, and I, I, I was sort of liberal when I was younger, but uh, when I started paying attention to politics, there it's noon, that's the tornado siren going off. Uh, you know, I, I started leaning a little more conservative, and... Uh, I don't know, and then uh, and then I'm a capitalist, and I think capitalism can't be stopped. I think uh, whether it's Cuba or the old Soviet Union, as soon as somebody's got a few extra eggs to sell, they're going to do it. Um, uh, I'm also a Christian, and so uh, uh, you know I can't help myself but to give to. Uh, folks less fortunate than myself and uh, I was down in Wichita last night and uh, bought a sandwich and a big bottle of water and a bag of chips for this dude went out and gave it to him and he was just drunk as he could be he was sleeping on his duffel bag so evidently he'd been he was traveling but uh, but anyway he appreciated it and uh, but it's a conservative state, you know. The my glass blower friend of mine, we just we we have these uh, hour long, hours long talk, or talks that we'll uh, we'll pick up a week later, and uh, and it's fun. And uh, uh, I don't think the conservatives have everything buttoned up, and I don't think. Uh, uh, the liberals have everything buttoned up either. It's uh, I think the answers are probably somewhere in the middle. But, um, and as conservative as everyone might be in this area, I know that the uh, farmers are all farming the government and the aircraft manufacturers down in Wichita are farming the government and everybody's uh, taking, taking advantage of anything that's available to them, you know, from the government. So uh, I'm Todd Matson, uh, 57 years old. I'm from Furley, Kansas, and I'm part of the American Mosaic. That's it for this episode of Dialogue from an American Mosaic. Thanks for listening, and if you like this series, please subscribe and uh, tell your friends.